Do you have something you want to improve about yourself? Maybe it's something petty or embarrassing. That's where Personal Best comes in. Personal Best from CBC Podcast is a self-improvement show for people who don't like self-improvement. Vulture calls it a delightfully dorky romp through a world of hidden wants and quiet dreams. And Time Magazine says it's one of the funniest podcasts to hit our earbuds in years. Did they really say that? That is really nice of them. Find Personal Best on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. For communities in southwest Alberta, 40 centimeters of snow. A big about faced by the National Hockey League today over a controversial policy. Because news. Gavin Crawford. Oh, hello, Because News fans. It is I, Gavin Crawford, alone and without a studio audience this week. Because, you know, sometimes you just need some alone time. That's why I'm glad you're here with me. Last week, Justin Trudeau and the Liberals gave the East Coast a bit of a break by dropping the carbon tax on oil heating. It applies all across the country, but affects mostly Atlantic Canada, so this week, I want the West to feel seen. That's why this episode of Because News is dedicated entirely to Western Canada. So hello to all my friends and family in Alberta and everyone out West. Fire up your gas furnaces and get ready for some of the funniest rounds about Western Canada. Here we go! Let's start this episode off with a round from September, because news was back, and so were schools across Canada. Only this year, one Alberta school board decided to introduce a controversial new tool, vape detectors. But are vape detectors fair? Where do all the cool kids go? Have a listen as Alice Moran, Jonas Charlie, and Martha Chavez answer these and other burning questions. Alice, in Peace River, Alberta, a group of Catholic schools made headlines after announcing plans to install a certain type of detector into their schools. What are these Catholic schools hoping to detect? Demons? Demon. It's a very, very concerned that, you know, you're going to be led astray all the time. There's so many rules. It's hard to keep track of it. Easier would be just don't let the demons in to tempt you, you know? Uh, that is a very good guess. Incorrect for the steel Adonis. Did they install a spirit detector to find the Holy Ghost? <laughs> no, because the Holy Ghost is everywhere. Oh. It's hard to calibrate. It yeah. is, it is. Martha? Well, you know, I grew up in Catholic school. So I know that nuns are obsessed with three things. Virginity, lack of virginity, and gum. They are obsessed about gum. They hate it when you chew gum. And I used to chew gum with bovine intensity. <laughs> but they hate it. I don't know why they hate it so much. You know, maybe because when they stretch it out of their mouth, it's pink and it looks like a labia. I have no idea. But... <laughs> and also, I think they wanted to detect Protestants. <laughs> A headline from the Calgary Herald reads, Alberta School Board installs vape detectors to stop kids vaping in bathrooms. How do they detect? Like you you inhale the vape, right? And then like depending on the intensity of your cough. Jonas, do you know how the vape detectors work? 
I think it just asks you who your favorite YouTuber is. And if you have any answer at all, it automatically goes off. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably right. Eight schools will be outfitted with the detectors at a total cost of $80,000. According to CBC News, the devices detect particulates and then send a message to the phone of administrators who can investigate. Vaping as in cannabis or vaping cigarettes? I think it's just vaping anything. (laughs) That's how my sister sounds when I talk... That's the sound of vape. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. how that goes. Yep. That's exactly the sound that goes. So that's the way that they find it. When you get... If you are a student found guilty of vaping, what kind of sentence will you get? Well, it's Catholic school, so hell? <laughs> <laughs> they will have their vape confiscated and their parents will be called. Mm-hmm. If you're caught vaping more than once, it's a three-day suspension. What exactly is it about vaping that's keeping students from God? Because I think you can be pretty Christian and still vape. I don't think it says, like, there's no 11th commandment that says thou shall not vape. It's because the priests, they have the thing, you know, like, that's the vape. vaping thing. That's yeah. vape, the, the smoke, you know. What's the word for that? Somebody's got to know Na-mili-na-mili-na. the word for that. Incense? Like the, the incense, yeah. Incense. They're burning purse. Christians were the first to vape. Yeah, they were the first to vape. They can't allow uh, the kids to vape in the Catholic schools because if every time the white cloud comes out, they just think they got a new pope. A new pope, yeah. <laughs> it scares everybody that the pope died. Ajanas, give the wheel a spin. Okay, three, two, one. <laughs> oh, you have landed on Saskatchewan. For the point panel, what new policy are Saskatchewan teachers being forced to implement this year? No making fun of the name Regina. No more puns, no more similes, nothing. Didn't they make their own slogan, Regina, the city that rhymes with fun? They did. And there was a bit of a backlash. (laughs) Unsurprisingly. Alice? Uh, You can only have seven kids named Connor per class. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's going to hit hard. Martha? Well, this one I know. Let's say if a child decides to change their pronoun or, or their name without their parent knowledge, they will inform the parents. That's yeah. a point for you. A point for me. Uh, yes, definitely. The Canadian Press headline reads, Saskatchewan government says schools must seek parental consent for name and pronoun change. Gross. Whatever happened to letting kids have some agency, for one? This is a thing that hurts no one. I wanted to go by the name DJ Funkmaster Flex in all of grade six. Um, it, it, it didn't take. It didn't take. But it would have been fun. And, and honestly, instead of this policy, can we take some steps towards instituting a policy that forces teachers to pronounce our names correctly first? <laughs> because that's something that actually hurts. I had a teacher in grade four who read the attendance and misread my name and thought it was Arthur. (laughs) And I'm non-confrontational, so I said nothing. I was like, Arthur is here. Arthur is present. And I had an alter ego for that entire year. Oh, my God. How do you feel, Martha? (laughs) Well, you know something? I I am a busybody. I want to know everything. I want to know everything about my kids, your kids, my sister's kids, everybody's kids, because there are dangers lurking out there. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to realize if a child is not telling the mother that they want another name or they want another pronoun, it's because their mother must be a witch. <laughs> and you have to, I think yes. you have an obligation to protect the child. You see, because I was uh, sent to Canada 
because of suspicion of uh, indulging in the sapphic arts, if you will. <laughs> so uh, that's when my mother decided to send me to, to Canada away to separate me from the alleged person that I was having a, a fling with. I was so young, I was 17. So there are some children that they lose their house and they lose everything. This is serious. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there are some children whose parents are monsters. And that's why I think you better protect the child. Yeah. Well said. And also, you, it, uh, I will just point out, you actually can say lesbian because this isn't Florida. Ah. <laughs> Saskatchewan is the second province to implement this policy, which was the first province. Oh, is it Alberta? So, no. Oh, oh goodness. On the bright side, no. Is it like British Columbia, but the catch is... The parents also have to change their own pronouns or something. <laughs> like, it's super progressive. It's too progressive. <laughs> no, it was in fact New Brunswick. New Brunswick oh. was the first. Can you guess the name of this policy? The copycat from Florida policy. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to learn its name just out of respect. I'm just. I refuse to call it by whatever it wants to be called. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's good. It is actually policy 713, but that could change if it gets parental permission. <laughs> Despite outcry from the Saskatchewan Human Rights Commission, Premier Scott Moe passed the controversial Parents' Bill of Rights anyways. And uh, here's hoping uh, soon they'll introduce the Parents' Bill of Wrongs. This next story comes straight out of Galaxyland, the theme park in West Edmonton Mall. And if you know Galaxyland, then you're younger than me because it used to be called Fantasyland. But whatever, you do you, Edmonton. In either case, you'll definitely know the legacy of the great Mindbender. I'm talking about the world-famous, record-setting indoor roller coaster that's given thousands of Canadians the thrill of a lifetime. And I know because I've been on that thing like a hundred times. But that was just a one Monday. At the start of 2023, after three decades, I was shocked to read the Mindbender is finally coming to an end. Here I am grappling with the news alongside Charger Rasul, Jan Carwana, and Chris Siddiqui. It is time for Tape of the Week. The story was all over the news feeds this week. Have a listen to this Albertan who spoke to CTB Edmonton about coming to grips with a grim new reality. Oh. Today, my head is, is spinning. Like, I, I am shocked. I, I was aghast when I heard the news. There must have been a really good reason for them to remove it. Panel, for a point, what is being removed from Alberta that has this man aghast? Um, the giant dinosaur in Drumheller. Ooh, that's a good oh, guess. Yeah. No, Something the, in the West Edmonton Mall. You're right about that. The body shop. Oh. <laughs> the roller coaster. You are correct for the point, Chargell. Oh. The headline from Global News reads, West Edmonton Mall closes Mindbender Indoor Roller Coaster. Oh, wow. West Edmonton Mall houses the world's largest indoor theme park, home to the now defunct Mindbender. Oh. It was, in fact, the world's largest triple loop indoor roller coaster. Oh. Wow. Yep. Yeah. You heard the heartbroken man in the CTV news story say there must be a brilliant reason to remove it. What is that brilliant reason? Is it anything like the Canadian entertainment industry and it just realizes when you're 36, no one wants to ride you, so we got to get rid of you? <laughs> you're correct. It's too old. Uh, 
They say they say they are going to make way for newer and more exciting attractions. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds about right. <laughs> when did the mind bender open? 1983. 1985. Charge for the point. 1985. <gasps> oh, he gets it. He like, collared me. I just averaged out their answers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, it opened in 1985. In 1986, shortly after it opened, there was a tragic accident. Despite the fact that three people died on the mind bender, the ride continued to operate oh for 36 my years. God. Uh, you know, uh, you know, another accident in 1986. Me. <laughs> Have you you've been on the mind bender? I have been on the mind bender, and I got my mind bended. My aunt and uncle lived in Edmonton, so I went up there in the summer. So I actually rode the mind bender the week after it opened. No way! And then the week after it reopened, (laughs) after the people had died, Uh, and we were me and my sister were like, "Should we go on this?" Like, (laughs) like, it's also like a roller coaster is freaky enough, but to have a roller coaster inside, I think that was the most scariest thing. Was like these things shouldn't be. It's like having a fireworks display in your gym, right? This shouldn't happen inside. <laughs> because news. Because news. Canada's funniest news quiz. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Get ready, everybody, because this next quiz round has never been aired before. I mean, it could have been. It's just we record so much more than we need each week that we can't fit it all into one episode. Podcast subscribers usually get a whole extra round. The podcast is free and available anywhere you get your podcasts. You can even stream the show for free right from our site. But let's get back to this round making its Because News debut. Earlier this year, the province of British Columbia was hit with a weather phenomenon called a bomb cyclone, which up until that point, I just thought was the name of a band. We've noticed a growing number of weather phenomenons lately with crazy-sounding names like Heat Dome and Cold Core. So why not play along with Craig Lozon, Emma Hunter, and Miguel Rivas as they play Weather or Not and attempt to guess whether something is a weather phenomenon or the name of a band. Here's how this works. I will give you the name. All you have to do is tell me whether it is an actual weather phenomenon or simply the name of an actual oh, band. Okay. I'm okay. horrible at these. Okay. Uh, Craig Lozo. Oh, crap. Arc Storm. Arc Storm? Is Arc Storm heavy rain or heavy metal? Heavy metal. You are incorrect. It is oh. weather. An arc storm is a once-in-a-thousand-year atmospheric river. Whoa. Well, see, how would we know that if it only happens, you know, that we can't know that. (laughs) All right, fine, Emma. What about fog hat? (laughs) Is fog hat a weather phenomenon or a music phenomenon? Why don't you just give her the Beatles? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, fog hat is a band? (laughs) Wait. 
Who she got did. together and was like, this rocks. What do you guys want to call? What about fog? I like hats. It's weather. It's clothes. Fog hat? What are you guessing? I guess it's a band. You are correct for the point. Fog hat is a band. Yeah, you may have heard them. They sound like this. <laughs> Miguel, what about Derek Show? Does Derek Show belong on the Weather Network or Much Music? It's basically the Spice Girls just saying. Derek Show. Derek Show. Wow. I'm going to go with weather. It is indeed weather. Yeah. Derek Show is a straight line of severe thunderstorms stretching for a long Someone who really way. hated some guy named Derek. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here comes, yeah. the, Derek here comes show. the Derek Show. He's such a jerk. <laughs> He's like a weather Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Show. Craig, coming to you, Craig. Craig, tell me about Haboob. <laughs> Is Haboob uh, part of nature's movement or the ska movement? Haboob. <sighs> I want it to be a weather thing. But I'm going to say that's a band. In fact, it is a weather event. It is a fast-moving dust storm that can oh, it's envelop be two the city. Clouds. Come on, uh, it's like it's like it's like when two circular clouds combine. And it's like it's kind of scary, but it's kind of hot. Yeah, because you see it in the sky and you're like, ha, boom. Yeah. yeah. Emma Hunter. Yes. Supercell. Supercell. Is that something we should avoid or listen to? Supercell, eh? Weather. It is both. Supercell is oh. both. You'll get a point for that. Uh, it is a circular thunderstorm and a Japanese rock band that sounds like this. You know what that song reminds me of? It's like when I'm looking a into middle dump. distance in a big oh. haboob. <laughs> it sort of moves over me. And it, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful song. <laughs> All right, finally, Miguel, what about the phenomenon that is Celtic thunder? Is Celtic Thunder weather or not? Not. You are right. Celtic yes. Thunder is an Irish singing group. Sure Here they is. are singing Take Me Home. You'd think at least they'd be baritones with a name like Celtic Thunder. I was fully expecting like uh, like a Dropkick Murphys type of yeah. metal. Yeah, yeah, no. Celtic thunder? And then yeah, you sound more, like that? Yeah, it Come sounds on. more like a, like a Celtic shower. <laughs> <laughs> and this final round takes us down, up, and back down Canada's west coast. Remember the Chinese spy balloon? It was in Canada's airspace, flew through British Columbia and the prairies before being shot down over the United States. The response was swift. But it did leave many questions. Have a listen to Alice Moran, Martha Chavez, and Eric Peterson as I quiz them about the spy that almost got away. Panel, it is time to play Riddle Me This, where you not only have to solve the riddle, you need to guess the news story behind it. Since everybody knows riddles have to be read by trolls, (laughs) please welcome from under our floor our resident Because News troll, Kevin. Thanks, Gavin. <laughs> to progress in this quiz, you must answer this riddle. <clears throat> I'm as big as a house, but I'm lighter than air. 
I don't have no eyes, but I see everywhere. Some people think I'm a genuine threat. Or I'm measuring weather, so there's no need to fret. Where am I? Okay. All right. Uh, thank you, Kevin. I'm a bit scared. Is he gone? He's gone, yes. Back under the floor. Uh, what am I? I would say he's lighter than air, it said. And uh, he has no eyes, and but he's watching you. Jesus! <laughs> it is Jesus! <laughs> uh, that is a very good guess. Any other guesses? Our problems with China are ballooning. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, the CNBC headline reads, U.S. military shoots down suspected... Chinese surveillance balloon. <laughs> yes, the Chinese spy balloon was everywhere this week. In recent days, an enormous balloon was floating across America. The U.S. Secretary of Defense said the balloon was sent by China to spy on the United States. The giant balloon continued to fly for another three days until it was brought down off the coast of South Carolina. President Biden wanted to bring it down sooner. What took so long? I've seen a lot of Hallmark movies, so I like to believe that he was hoping that once the balloon got to a small town, it would realize this is all it's ever wanted and settle down with a single mother. That's a beautiful story. That's a beautiful story. I think it's that they didn't want to uh, shoot it because Americans, they don't like shooting. (laughs) Wildly incorrect. They despise despise the shooting. Uh, Eric, do you know why they waited so long? Well, they were worried that it might be a water balloon. Uh, The U.S. military actually wanted to make sure that it was not a serious threat, and they waited to shoot it down over water, where they could easily retrieve the components to find out what they were made of. Oh, they were worried it would fall on Canadians, too. eh? (laughs) They didn't want to have an incident with us. Uh, (laughs) Residents of Montana began filming the strange object floating in the sky. How did one Montana man describe the spy balloon? Super sexy. <laughs> but no, that was just said. one guy. It was one guy's king. That's no. not Montana's opinion. Good guess, Eric. Oh, it's a star. It's a planet. It's a new moon. No, it's a big round cloud shaped like a balloon. You're very close. Here is the video the Montana man posted on Twitter. Okay. What the heck is that? That's not the sun. And according to my little planet guide, it's not a planet. What the heck is that? It's a sky hole. <laughs> it's a hole in the sky for, for the Lord to look through and down at us to see how we're doing and make sure that no Canadians are emigrating. Those communist Canadians, those socialist Canadians are emigrating to Montana. All right, you can take your best guess on this one. How big actually was this balloon? I would say like a football field or maybe two. Two football fields is a good guess. Alice? I'm going to guess one Garfield Thanksgiving Day balloon big. Ooh. And they would have got, China would have gotten away with it if they had just made it a Garfield. (laughs) That's They would have just thought it was a rogue Garfield. Or Baby Trump. Remember Baby Trump? <laughs> they, they should have put... You know, it was at 66,000 feet. Yeah. That's so a long way away. Huh? How big? I'd say 200 feet big. They're saying you're right, uh, but the headline from Sky News says suspected Chinese spy balloon was the same size as a 20-story building. 
Well, that's about 200 feet. I guess that's 200 feet. We have an architect here, an architect engineer here. He's given us... My problem is that I've learned measurements from grinders. So you really don't much more than six inches. Um, 200 feet would be a bit suspicious on grinder. I would think so. Uh, NBC News, Alice, you'll be happy to know, NBC News put it in more relatable terms. It was four times the size as the Snoopy balloon at the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Well, that's two Garfields, because Garfield Mm. is famously larger. Come on! It was two Garfields, four Snoopies, but a hundred times more Snoopy. (laughs) The Chinese foreign ministry denies that the balloon was used for spying. According to BBC News, how did China explain why its massive balloon was over the U.S.? They're trying to figure out how to make Montana's ribs. Yeah. <laughs> they just were like, ah, how do we get that sauce? We know it's 90% sugar, but what's the other 10%? I think that we're making a problem of logic here. Because there are things to spy on in Montana that would be missile silos and the ranches of famous movie stars. But just because there are things to spy on in Montana doesn't mean that that balloon came to spy on them. They could have been charting, which seems much more reasonable to me, a road route for a road trip that you could make if you were Chinese from Alaska (laughs) through Alberta, down through parts of Saskatchewan, and exit at South Carolina. You could see what the road conditions were. I think that's probably a more So your argument was that it was actually a balloon from the Chinese equivalent of CAA? (laughs) Don't be... These are all good guesses. Eric actually gets the point. It is the missile silos. It was hovering over a nuclear missile silos for a while. But the Chinese say it was just a weather balloon gone astray. Hmm. Oh, yeah. It was a weather we can steal your missiles or not. <laughs> As if you needed to do that to see the missile silos. I think you could rent a car and drive out and go, hey, look, there's the missile silos over there. I always take my neighbors out to see them, yeah. I mean, that, it raises a good question. In an age of advanced technology, why use a balloon rather than a satellite? Oh, well, that's simple. Balloons are much more festive and fun. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get the spy party started! Whimsy. Yeah, I was going to say inflation. (laughs) Weirdly, you're correct. Uh, It is because it is much cheaper than a satellite. That's one of the reasons. Also, it has a greater ability to linger for a long time over a site. Whereas a satellite only has like 40 seconds to get the info, a balloon can stay there for much longer. Oh, so they don't actually take a picture of it. There's a small painter, a Chinese painter, (laughs) who needs a little time to set up the easel and paint the missile site. Yeah, that would make sense. But now now we all know that there are missiles in Montana, which was a knowledge that I didn't have before. I grew up with this knowledge living in Saskatchewan, knew that we would be, yeah, we all knew that there were missiles down there. The balloon was first spotted in Canada before entering the U.S. CTV ran the headline, Why wasn't the suspected Chinese spy balloon shot down over Canada? Why wasn't it? I don't know, because Ted Armstrong of Peace River, he was driving with his wife, Alice, into Peace River, looked out of the (laughs) F Ford 150 and said, Alice, don't get your apron in a knot, mother, but pass me the shotgun. There's a blankety-blank spy balloon up there. 
<laughs> so I don't know why the Americans didn't know about this. All of Peace River did. Uh, that is a very good guess. Any other guesses why Canada didn't shoot it down? Was it because of the NHL All-Star Weekend had us all enthralled? Uh, they say there was no military risk, and also our CF-18 jets can't reach that high. <laughs> That was Alice Moran, Martha Chavez, and Eric Peterson. And that's it for this episode of Because News. Sending love to Western Canada, especially all of you who had to wake up at 5 a.m. to shovel the driveway. We'll be back next week with Martha Chavez, Miguel Rivas, and our beloved studio audience. Because News is written and produced by Elizabeth Bowie, David Carroll, Philip Lung, Jess Klamowski, and me, Gavin Crawford. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.